Episode 3, The Aspects of a Warrior Mindset. Today I would like to explore what the key features are that make up a warrior's mind. Has the mindset of the warrior changed over the years? Has it changed across cultures? Does the technology of the time change the mindset of a warrior? Would our ancestors, armed only with a spear, have thought about fighting in a different way to a member of today's armed forces? Let's start with a quote from a book called The Warrior Ethos by Stephen Pressfield. The author writes the following. In the era before gunpowder, all killing was of necessity done hand to hand. For a Greek or Roman warrior to slay his enemy, he had to get so close that there was an equal chance that the enemy's sword or spear would kill him. This produced an ideal of manly virtue, Andrea in Greek that prized valour and honour as highly as victory. End quote. You can imagine the courage it took to face off with someone else a mere step away who wanted to kill you. In the classical Japanese martial art I practice, it is often said that when you are in a sword duel, you have only a third of the chance of winning. You either kill your opponent or he kills you, or you both cut each other resulting in a mutual death. Those are not good odds. Therefore, a warrior needed great courage to even contemplate this course of action. Does this virtual virtue still apply to the modern soldier? I would say yes. Even though firearms have changed the way battles are fought, a soldier is still putting their lives at risk because the enemy also has firearms. Of course, the distance is no longer one stride, but each side can still effectively touch the other and kill them some 300 metres out. In fact, I could argue that the spectre of death is stronger in today's battlefield because you may not even see your opponent until it is too late. I would imagine that the fear of death would be more chronic than the feeling our ancestors felt, where the enemy needed to be so much closer before they were a threat. So, courage must be part of a warrior's mindset. The simple act of putting yourself in harm's way takes courage. Let's investigate another feature that could be a warrior's mindset. Author David A. Hall, in his article, Marashitan Buddhist Influences on Combative Behaviour, writes the following. The epitome of warriorship in a number of cultures, including Japan, was to be cool, calm, collected and deadly. End quote. The Japanese have a term for this cool, calm approach. It is called Fudoshin, which roughly translates as immovable mind. We in the West know this as being cold-blooded. Another quote for you. Both in fighting and in everyday life you should be determined though calm. End quote. This from the famous swordsman Miyamoto Musashi. David A. Hall also quotes Colonel David Hackworth's work called About Face, which comments extensively on having the will or determination to close with the enemy in face-to-face combat. combat sorry. So the Greeks and Romans favoured valour, the Japanese a cool calm approach and even as recently as the 1980s an American army colonel espouses the virtues of will and determination to close with the enemy. It certainly appears at first glance that there are some general values for a warrior mindset that span culture or time. So far we have a courageous, calm, determined mindset. Of course this makes sense. If you're putting yourself in life-threatening situations, 
you would want to embody these traits to give yourself the best chance of survival. Courage lets you overcome your fears and lets you act while in a dangerous or stressful situation. I have heard many times from people who have experienced the adrenaline dump. You can lose your fine motor skills, get tunnel vision, and so on. So remaining calm lets you mitigate this to some degree and continue thinking clearly and keep your ability to problem solve. Finally, being determined allows a person to push on through adversity and not quit. All good traits to have when under extreme stress. Let's dig a little further. To limit ourselves to the definition of a warrior mindset as one which allows a person to kill another with a brave, calm and determined mindset, raises some alarm bells, because this would include all murderers of the world. I'm sure we can all conjure up images of the cold-blooded killer that stalks a victim. Yet when I think of a warrior, that's not the image I have in mind. In episode 2, I established this current working definition of a warrior. A person who will take action to protect others and keep them safe. If I'm on the right path here, then a warrior mindset needs more than what I've listed so far. I return to Stephen Pressfield's writing for more on the topic. Decorations for valour from ancient days to modern have seldom been awarded for raw bloodthirstiness or the brute act of producing carnage. The feat that inspires witnesses to honour it is almost invariably one of selflessness. End quote. Selflessness, there it is. The group is more important than the individual in the warrior culture, so the warrior must be selfless. Alice Amda, in his article titled Koryu Meets the West, reinforces this idea. He says, Drager, that, that's the late Don Drager, made much of the selfless nature of the oldest martial traditions in which one trained and fought for a social nexus rather than oneself. End quote. There is, I believe, one more aspect to a warrior's mindset, that of honour. A warrior must act in a way that is guided by moral principles. Wikipedia defines honour as the idea of a bond between an individual and a society as a quality of a person that is both of social teaching and of personal ethos, that manifests itself as a code of conduct and has various elements such as valour, chivalry, honesty and compassion. End quote. This would indicate then, due to different cultures having different value sets, that honour may vary from culture to culture and may be the one facet of the warrior mindset that will differ across the world. There is some overlap, however, in things like valour, honesty and compassion. Going back to Pressfield's writing, the capacity for empathy and self-restraint will serve us powerfully, not only in our external wars, but in the conflicts within our own hearts. End quote. To fight with honour is to give yourself permission to act in a way that you are comfortable with, to live by a code of conduct that helps you to keep your humanity. I'd like to share with you another quote, this time from the headmaster of my martial arts school. Many years ago, my teacher was confronted by two men who broke into his home, evidently intent on assaulting his wife who they'd followed home from a late shift at work. A gun and knife were involved in the ensuing confrontation. This is what my teacher had to say on the matter. The event changed my life and eventually my martial mindset. Something else I learned is that if you're not mentally prepared to kill another human being in a situation like the one I experienced, you may be forced to move uh, to make that decision in an instant. 
I was lucky that I react in a way I am now comfortable with. The decision to kill another person is a grave one and needs to be addressed before our mortality is staring us in the face. I could have ended one attacker's life at one point in the conflict, but I chose not to when he was no longer a direct threat to me. I made that choice simply because it felt like the right thing to do at the moment. Later, the gravity of the situation and what I faced weighed heavily upon me. Ultimately, I realised my instinct for a measured response was a positive trait that allows me to sleep fine with the outcome. End quote. What I like about this quote is that it has made very clear that a person's actions continue to haunt them long after the event. Without a code of conduct already in place, how can a person know if what they are doing is right or wrong when the time comes? Having a sense of honour acts sort of like a standard operating procedure. If this happens, do this. Of course, we can't prepare for every possible outcome, but if some key principles are in place, surely we will be doing ourselves a favour and giving ourselves some peace of mind. So we can now add selflessness and honour to the list of aspects required for a warrior mindset. These two tenets allow a warrior to keep their sanity and keep him or her grounded when hard decisions must be made. So let's go back over the tenets of a warrior mindset based on what I've pulled together in this episode. They are courage, composure, determination, selflessness, and honor. For me, this list makes sense. A warrior is someone who's able to be brave, calm, and determined while experiencing stressful situations. They will also act in a selfless way with honour. Let's look at the mottos of some of the military services as a final review and see if they match up with the tenets I propose here today. First off, the British Special Air Service, otherwise known as the SAS. Their motto is, who dares wins. The idea behind the motto is that if one has the courage and audacity to take risks, that person will succeed in life. How about this Navy SEAL motto that, according to one, set, uh, one website I found, hangs above the infamous grinder at the Bud's Coronado compound. It says, the only easy day was yesterday. The determined mindset dovetails nicely with this one. Here's another one. The French naval commandos serve under the motto, honour, homeland, valour, discipline. Straight to the point there. The Royal Gurkha Rifles from the British Army use better to die than to be a coward. A simple direct phrase that leaves no doubt that bravery is very important to this group. There are many more examples to be found by searching online. These are just some that really stood out for me. Right, that's all I wanted to say in this episode, which brings me to the quote for today. This episode's quote is from the famous Native American chief, Sitting Bull. The warrior, for us, is one who sacrifices himself for the good of others. His task is to take care of the elderly, the defenseless, those who cannot provide for themselves, and above all, the children, the future of humanity.